0: Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. Welcome to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and thank you so much for tuning in. And today, we're gonna be talking about my favorite topic, And that is homeopathy. And the question is, homeopathy, should it be your first approach to treat any eye disease? And I'm a firm believer, and I hope I can convince you, that homeopathy or the homeopathic approach is the way to go. No matter what your problem is, whether it's with your vision, a physical problem, or an ailment, you have to consider homeopathy. Let me begin by telling you my story, Uh, I was a very successful ophthalmic surgeon, and I really thought that there wasn't any eye disease that I couldn't cut and put back together again, and I had a wake-up call. I developed severe adult-onset asthma, and it was very disabling. I had to take three medications. I had side effects, and I really wanted to get my old lungs back. I was in good physical shape was running marathons, I did triathlons, and so I began to consult Western eye doctors. In fact, my neighbor neighbor was a pulmonary specialist, and I can remember he told me, there's no cure for adult-onset asthma, just learn to live with it and make sure you take your medication. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard that from your ophthalmologist. You have glaucoma, macular degeneration, there's no cure, just take your medications, get your injections. But I was stubborn. I thought there had to be a way for me to get my old lungs back and to reverse my asthma. That's when I discovered homeopathy. And it was one homeopathic medicine that cured me of my asthma. Now, it just didn't reduce my medication. It actually cured me of my asthma. And I know it wasn't a placebo effect because it was the third homeopathic remedy that I took before my asthma symptoms left. And that was over 20 years ago, and I still got healthy lungs. So I want to share with you what makes homeopathy different than traditional medicine. You know, homeopathy is not really new. It's been practiced for over 250 years. It was developed by Samuel Hahnemann in Germany. And a matter of fact, in the early 1900s, believe it or not, the majority of ophthalmologists were homeopathic ophthalmologists. Yes, you heard me right. These were ophthalmologists that utilized the homeopathic treatment to eye disease. In fact, New York Eye and Ear Hospital was a homeopathic eye hospital. That's all they did was homeopathy. The American Institute of Homeopathy is a much older organization than the American Medical Association. In fact, the homeopaths were around a lot longer than the traditional medical doctors, and one of the only reasons... established the American Medical Association was to fight the strengths of the homeopaths. Now you may be asking, what is homeopathy? Why is it different than traditional medicine? Well, homeopathy is actually very difficult to explain. In fact, I usually begin by telling people what homeopathy is not. Homeopathy is not vitamin treatment. It's not eating well, it's not a proper diet, it's not exercise, it's not herbal products. It's a unique approach to disease. So let me begin by saying that the homeopathic doctor believes that the body has a wisdom. So when you develop any symptoms or a disease or a disharmony in your body, it is because you need that disharmonious state. Now that may seem kind of peculiar to you, but if you believe that our bodies are made in the wisdom and likeness of God, then our bodies are perfect. So when we do develop a disease or symptoms or a problem, it's because we need it to have homeostasis. So let me begin by giving you a couple examples. Let's say you develop a fever. You have an elevated uh, temperature. You're sweating, you're perspiring, and your body is maybe burning up toxins and has that high fever in order to fight an infection or something toxic inside of it. So a fever is necessary. Now, a homeopathic doctor, because they respect the body and believe that the body has a wisdom, we actually support the body when you have a fever. So if the body is trying to have a fever, then we actually give it a homeopathic remedy or medicine that causes a fever. Now, that may seem kind of peculiar to you. Even when I give you the second example, let's say you have chronic diarrhea. Well, you develop diarrhea because you may have ingested some poison, some bad food or toxins, and you need to eliminate that. So the traditional doctor feels that the body does not have a wisdom, and he will give you something which causes constipation. Now, the homeopathic doctor will treat that by actually giving you something which causes diarrhea. Now, you may say, that's crazy. Isn't it going to make my diarrhea worse? Well, interestingly, homeopathy uh, actually supports what the body is trying to do, and then all of a sudden your body no longer needs to do that. So when I was cured of my adult-onset asthma, I was given a homeopathic remedy which actually causes asthma, and it supported me in trying to do what my body wanted to do to maintain some type of balance, and the homeopathic remedy cured me of my asthma. So, this approach is not really unique because sometimes even in traditional medicine, they use a homeopathic approach. For example, if you're allergic to ragweed, you go to the allergist and what does he do? He'll give you maybe some weak injections of ragweed solution. Uh, and, you know, you're going to say to them, hey, doc, you're nuts, I'm allergic to that stuff. Why are you giving it to me? Well, this is kind of based on the laws of homeopathy. And this is the first law, and I'm going to go into the four basic laws of homeopathy a little bit later, but the first law is the law of similars, that a substance which causes symptoms in a healthy person will be able to treat those symptoms in a diseased state. That's the first law. And this is not something that's new. It goes back to the time of Hippocrates and Paracelsus, this law of similars. Now, the other thing I really like about homeopathy, homeopathy looks at the whole person. We don't just look at the disease. We look at you as a person. So we look at the mental, emotional, and physical symptoms. And we select the homeopathic remedy that not only treats the physical, but also the mental and emotional. So... By matching the symptoms of the person, we then select the proper homeopathic remedy. And that's what makes homeopathy a little bit more difficult than traditional medicine. Traditional medicine has their drug du jour. If you have high blood pressure, glaucoma, everybody gets the same eye drop. But if I'm treating you, I may examine 100 people with glaucoma, and each one might need a different homeopathic remedy and early on in my career I had some just amazing results with homeopathy and I can remember a physician came to me who lost vision in his left eye it was midnight in a coal mine he was totally blind and this is due to a central retinal artery occlusion he saw the retinal specialist at the university they made the diagnosis and told him nothing could be done but he consulted me because he heard that I was a homeopathic doctor And this doctor, being from India, was familiar with homeopathy, and he wanted to have a homeopathic treatment. So I was honest with him, and I said, Doctor, I never treated a condition like this, and I learned in my residency program in ophthalmology that nothing can be done for central retinal artery occlusion. So I sat down with him and took his case, as we say in homeopathy. And in homeopathy, we want to find out more about the person, what makes that person unique, and also, what occurred at the time that the visual loss or visual event happened? So I found out that he loved to argue. In fact, he was so proud, he told me that even if he knows the other person is wrong, he'll continue arguing until he wins the argument. So I thought that was kind of peculiar, and certainly I didn't want to get into an argument with him. So then, as we were speaking, I asked him, well, Dr., what happened, uh, you know, about a week ago when you lost vision in your left eye? And interestingly, he told me that he lost an argument to his wife. And, uh, you know, most eye doctors would say that has nothing to do with the visual loss, but to a homeopathic doctor, that has everything to do. So I prescribed the remedy that fit his constitution and uniqueness. And by golly, when I talk with him in a week, he told me that his vision had returned to normal. And I was really surprised and shocked. But he said to me, Dr. Kondrat, what did you expect? Homeopathy works that way. So he kind of changed my approach that no matter what your condition is and no matter what the other eye doctors have told you, I think there's always hope with homeopathy. So I'm really happy that you're listening to this presentation. And I have a lot more interesting things to share with you, so we're coming up to a break And when I come back, we're going to go into detail about the four laws of homeopathy. And I hope to convince you that homeopathy should be your first choice in trying to improve your lost vision if you have an eye problem. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. And we're talking about homeopathy. And I'd like to next focus on the four laws of homeopathy and how they make homeopathy different than traditional Western medicine. Well, the first law, as I briefly mentioned earlier, is the law of similars. Now, the homeopathic remedies are extensively studied, and the homeopathic remedies are developed based on a proving. And earlier I mentioned that the law of similars state that a substance which causes symptoms in a healthy person will then be able to treat those in a diseased state. So the way that homeopathic provings are done is that we get a group of healthy people, and then they take a low concentration of the homeopathic remedy, and they begin to record symptoms that develop while they're taking this homeopathic remedy. So a good example is the homeopathic remedy, Belladonna. When approving was done, the uh, people who were healthy took the Belladonna remedy, and they developed classic symptoms, and some of those symptoms a fever... They developed redness in their face. They developed irritability, etc. cetera. And then they made a compilation of all these symptoms. So the belladonna homeopathic remedy has certain characteristics. So when an unhealthy individual comes who has a disease state, such, say a high fever, a throbbing headache, uh, agitation, we will consider the homeopathic remedy belladonna. So actually, these homeopathic provings have been rather extensive. In fact, in some cases, there have been textbooks published, hundreds of pages on each homeopathic remedy proving. And these symptoms are compiled in a a book called uh, The Repertory and the Materia Medica, where a doctor then, when he's interviewing a patient and learning the key symptoms, uh, not only the physical symptoms, but also the mental and emotional, he can cross-reference in this directory of homeopathic remedies to find out the best remedy. So typically when we do evaluate a patient, it's not just based on one symptom. So as a homeopathic doctor, I am interested in you, your nature, your temperament, we like to find out uh, all of your symptoms and problems, In particular, we're interested in finding out details about when the uh, disease state started, what was going on in your life. So, we we look at you. So, the homeopathic remedy or the homeopathic uh, interview and intake is probably much different than anything that you're used to. In fact, I spend a good hour with each patient trying to discover the right homeopathic remedy. So that is the law of similars. We try to match your symptoms with a particular homeopathic remedy, and this is all based scientifically what we call on homeopathic provings. And there is a book called the Homeopathic Pharmacopoeia which lists all of these homeopathic remedies. Unfortunately, All of these homeopathic remedies uh, are approved by the Food and Drug Administration. In fact, the homeopathic provings that we do are probably far more extensive than any drug testing that is currently being done. The other interesting thing about a homeopathic remedy, there tends to be certain patterns. So there just isn't one homeopathic remedy for glaucoma or one homeopathic remedy for eye diseases. A homeopathic remedy can treat a variety of different problems because, let's say, for example, the belladonna remedy that I spoke about. Belladonna tends to have a sudden onset, a lot of redness and irritation and heat. So let's say a young child gets otitis otitis media, which is an ear infection. Often it develops uh, suddenly a lot of pain, redness and irritation, Same thing with a sudden onset fever or an abscess or uh, maybe an angle closure glaucoma where suddenly there's pain in the eye, redness, and discomfort. So each homeopathic remedy is unique and it covers a wide variety of symptoms. Now the second law of homeopathy is called the single remedy. Classical homeopaths, which I consider myself to be, will prescribe only one remedy at a time. Now, you can go to you know, health food stores, and they have homeopathic combinations, and I'm not totally against homeopathic combinations, and the combinations may be more than one homeopathic remedy, but I feel that the approach of using one remedy at a time is the key to getting to the root of your disturbance in your body and to treating your eye problem. And the reason why I say that is all of our homeopathic testings or provings were based on only one remedy. So all the documentation we have is based on one remedy. So when you begin combining remedies, it's nice to say that, well, it'll have a greater effect. But in actuality, the frequencies or the energy of the remedies can be diluted, and they may not be as effective. So the second law is a single remedy. Now the third law is a minimum dose. Initially, uh, when Hahnemann developed the system of homeopathy, uh, the remedies were given in the mother tincture or strong form, and there were side effects. And Hahnemann felt that by diluting the remedy to make it a more energetic treatment, it would gently act as a catalyst to help the body to heal. So our remedies are diluted to an extreme degree, and that's... One of the biggest issues that traditional Western medicine has with homeopathy, they say, how can it possibly work? There's nothing there. But I can attest to the fact that homeopathy does work, and I've been practicing homeopathy for 20 years, and I see the marvelous effects it can have. These dilutions kind of act as an energetic catalyst to cause the body to shift more towards the healing state. Now, we have many, many different dilutions in homeopathy, and two of the most common forms that I use is one is called the centesimal potency. This is a dilution 1 to 100. So a centesimal potency is usually taken once, and then we wait for um, a month or three months to see the reaction. The other common potency that I use is called an LM and this is a potency that's diluted 1 to 50,000. It's a much weaker dilution, and this potency is taken every day in a dilute amount. So there are two different ways of prescribing, and a lot depends on your particular situation. Uh, and one thing that we look at is if you're taking a lot of other medications, then maybe we want to go with the LM potency. But if we kind of want to really give the body a boost in it, just give the catalyst to push you in the right direction, we'll go with the centesimal. But that's something that your homeopathic doctor should discuss, and there are many different potencies and ways of prescribing, but the key is first to select the right homeopathic remedy. Now, the fourth law is the direction of cure. And this is something different, because in homeopathy we believe that the body heals from the inside outward, and it also heals in reverse order of disease. So when I studied homeopathy, I was taught that if you develop a rash after receiving a homeopathic remedy, that's a reason to celebrate, because the body is leaving, those toxins inside are leaving. If you do develop a rash after taking a homeopathic remedy, don't push it back in by using steroids or something that will prevent the body from healing in that direction. So a rash is the reason to celebrate. A good example is a child with eczema. A child with eczema goes to the doctor and they're given steroids or cream to get rid of the eczema. So the eczema will clear, but then later on the child will develop asthma. And then uh, they'll be given different medications. But if the child is treated homeopathically, they're given a homeopathic remedy for the asthma. And lo and behold, the eczema will come back. Because healing the disease by pushing it in to the body is not the proper way. And unfortunately, most of you out there have been treated the wrong way. When you get your injections for macular degeneration, you take antibiotics, Uh, You take steroids, you're pushing the disease deeper into your body. So when you take a homeopathic remedy, there is a reversal of the symptoms. So some of your old symptoms may come back, but usually they're they're short-lived. That's called the direction of the cure. So we covered the four laws of homeopathy, and I hope that you're beginning to understand how homeopathy is different than traditional medicine. And I hope you're becoming interested in looking at homeopathy as the first-line treatment for not only your eye disease, but for any health issue. So coming up to another break, and we come back, we're going to be talking about some commonly asked questions, and we're going to also be talking about specifically how homeopathy can help with different eye problems. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. This is Dr. Edward Gondrott, and we're talking about my favorite subject, and that is homeopathy. So the question is, how effective is homeopathy in the treatment of eye disease? Well, homeopathic treatment in eye disease is not something new. As I mentioned earlier, in the early 1900s, the majority of eye doctors practiced homeopathy. And also, homeopathy is practice uh, widely over the world, it's estimated that 80 to 90% of French uh, physicians use some form of homeopathy. And The same can be said with the German doctors. And of course, in India, homeopathy is one of the most popular uh, medical treatments. In fact, there's a joke that if you throw a stone into a crowd in India, you'll hit three homeopathic doctors. That's how popular it is in India. Uh, there has probably been about 13 to 14 books written on homeopathy and the treatment of eye disease. In fact, right now I'm working on a more modern version of that. I'm hoping to have this book uh, finished sometime this year called Homeopathy and Eye Disease. But if you wanted to get a quick overview of homeopathy, you can download my best-selling book, The Ted Essentials to Save Your Sight. And there's a chapter on homeopathy, and this book is available to you for free. Go to our website, HealingTheEye.com, and that's all one word, healing the T-H-E-E-Y-E dot com. And right on the front home page, there's a link, and you can download the book for free. And there's a great chapter on homeopathy. I've also published several articles in the American Institute of Homeopathy Journal. One is on the homeopathic treatment of macular degeneration, and I'm just putting my statistics together on another article, the homeopathic treatment of glaucoma. I've spoken at many major conferences and seminars, including the World Congress on Homeopathy in New Delhi, India, and also the World Homeopathic Congress in Latvia, and both of these congresses had doctors from all over the world that shared their experiences with homeopathy. And at one time in our uh, country, we had a homeopathic journal devoted to homeopathic ophthalmology. So there's a wealth of evidence that homeopathy can help in eye disease. The only problem is that homeopathy is not that easy, and often people will ask me, well, Dr. Conrad." What is the best treatment for glaucoma? What homeopathic remedy should I take for macular degeneration? And once again, uh, I just there is not one homeopathic remedy for one eye disease. We treat the person. So if you have 100 people with macular degeneration, chances are each one will need a different uh, homeopathic remedy. And that's what makes homeopathy kind of exciting. It also makes it kind of difficult, but it also makes it very rewarding. Because when you do get the right homeopathic remedy, phenomenal changes will occur in the person, not only with their eye disease, but in their personality and disposition and temperament. And I can remember treating a gentleman with very advanced glaucoma, and he was an engineer, and you know the engineer type. He had... uh, you know, the horn-room glasses. He had the white shirt, the pocket protector, the narrow tie. Every time he came in for his glaucoma evaluation, he would bring his notebook, and he had hundreds of questions for me. He was documenting the time he took his glaucoma medication, his pressures, what he ate that day, how many hours he slept. He was really trying to uh, graph and analyze all this data to see if, what else he could do to help uh, the pressure. But he really wasn't doing well, and uh, I told him that, you know, either, either surgery, but maybe we should consider uh, homeopathy. And I was just, early on in my career, and he had a lot of questions about homeopathy, but of course he decided, you know, let's, let's do it, uh, because he wanted to avoid surgery. So I took his homeopathic case, and once again, We just not only deal with the eye symptoms, but I deal with his personality, his nature, other health issues he had, um, you know, stresses in his life, uh, when his glaucoma developed, and it's usually quite an extensive interview, mainly to find out more about the person, and we want to know what makes that individual unique. So I thought I had a pretty good homeopathic remedy for him. I gave him the remedy. And I said, Mr. Smith, I'll see you in a month or so, and hopefully the pressure will be lower, and hopefully we can avoid the surgery. Um, So one comment I'd like to make is usually when I begin a homeopathic treatment, I don't want you to stop your eye drops. I don't want you to change anything that you're already doing because I really want to evaluate the effect of the remedy. And sometimes, especially if you have glaucoma, it's dangerous to stop your medication, you could have a rebound effect. So typically, when you begin a homeopathic remedy, I don't want you to start anything new because we're evaluating the subtle effects of the homeopathic remedy. Anyway, he took the remedy, came back in a month, and before I went into the exam room to see him, all of the girls in the office were saying, Dr. Conrad, did you see Mr. Smith? I didn't recognize him, he, I, he, he's so different. So I walked in the room and I said, hi, Mr. Smith, how how are you doing? And I looked at him and he had a sweater on, his hair was a little bit longer. He didn't bring his notebook, he didn't have his pocket protector and all his pens. I was shocked that he didn't have his notebook. He was dressed differently and I, I was shocked he really looked different. And I said, uh, Mr. Smith, have you noticed any changes after taking the homeopathic remedy? And he looked at me and he said, nope, haven't noticed anything at all after taking the remedy. But in actuality, there were some pretty profound changes. And I said, well, where's your pocket protector? You, You normally come here with a white shirt, and where's your notebook? He said, well, I just decided not to bring it this time. But he had a profound change in his personality. He wasn't really focused on the glaucoma numbers, Uh, he didn't have his notebook, he didn't have a lot of questions, he was much more relaxed. And when I checked his pressure, it was much lower. We avoided surgery, we didn't eliminate all of his eye drops. We reduced his eye drops, but he was just handling the glaucoma much better, and there was a strong shift in his uh, personality and temperament. And that's sometimes what we see when you take a good homeopathic remedy the body tends to heal in a certain sequence. We always like to see a shift in the mental-emotional state first and then the physical because it's felt that the mental-emotional state kind of leads to the physical. You've probably heard this before. One of the biggest problems that we have is stress, and if we could reduce the stress, that can greatly improve our physical health. Unfortunately, we have a lot of stress in this world and most people feel that the stress comes outside of our body. It is true that a lot of times our world is uh, manifested by our temperament and emotions. You know, if you're an angry person, you're going to run across a lot of angry people. But once you change, then people around you tend to change. And I always have to laugh a lot of times, you know, men are not in tune with their emotions as much as ladies and a lot of time I'll do a follow-up homeopathic consult and I'll ask the guy, have you noticed any changes since you took the homeopathic remedy? He'll say, well, hasn't done anything for me, but my wife isn't irritating me as much. And that's sometimes what happens. As, as you change, the world around you changes. So generally speaking, we tend to blame disease on things outside of us. when fact, in actuality, If we change ourselves internally, we can improve our health and our eye problems. So that's the one thing that we like to see with a good homeopathic remedy. We see a change in the mental-emotional state and then the physical. And, of course, when you take a homeopathic remedy, it's important that you do document these subtle changes. You know, have a notebook and maybe make a note because there may be some minor changes that occur with you that may seem to be insignificant to you, but to me, uh, they can help me determine whether I want to continue the same remedy or maybe change it. And typically what we do is, after you take a homeopathic remedy, I like to do a follow-up with you in a month to see if it's a good remedy. I'm going to probably ask you the same questions to see if there's anything new. And if there is some positive changes, uh, we'll continue the remedy. But if you don't notice anything and there's no changes, then we can look at shifting or changing the remedy to something might be a little bit better match for you to help treat your eye symptoms and all the other general symptoms that we talk about. So to me, homeopathy is uh, really exciting. We're coming up to another break. When we come back, what I want to do is to go over some commonly asked questions that that patients have with homeopathy. So I hope you're enjoying this and be right back after this break. Welcome back, and we're talking about homeopathy. And if you want more information about homeopathy, I would highly recommend you go to our website, healingvi.com. You can download my best-selling book, The Ten Essentials to Save Your Sight. I do have a chapter on homeopathy in that book with a lot of references. You can also go to your local bookstore or Amazon and find a beginning book on homeopathy. Many people get started with homeopathic first aid. I do recommend that every home has a homeopathic first aid kit. I never leave home without it. I always travel with a few of my favorite trauma remedies. Uh, Arnica, Montana is a big one for aches and injuries. Uh, Rustox for arthritis. Uh, There's remedies for colds and flus. I think once you begin to do a little research in homeopathy, you'll find out that it's just wonderful for common ailments that can help you in so many ways. Um, I hope many of you might be interested in having uh, an evaluation to have you uh, get a good homeopathic remedy for your eye problems. And uh, The way I determine the homeopathic remedy, I do want to review your eye records. I want to get a good understanding of your eye disease, and a homeopathic remedy then will... We'll need to do a consultation, and that consultation, essentially, I want to get to know a little bit about you. I want to know what your childhood was like, uh, your interests, your passions, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, where your stresses are. We'll talk about all your physical problems, um, your food cravings and aversions, how you sleep at night, uh, your relationships, etc. So, it's kind of like an overall picture of you, and then I'll take this information and. I'll look for some of the keynotes or trends, and I'll go into my homeopathic books and look for homeopathic remedies that may fit uh, your uh, constitution. And your constitution is composed uh, not only of your mental, emotional, your temperament, your eye problems, how it's frustrating you. We'll try to get a good homeopathic remedy. Then we'll prescribe the remedy and I want you to make an observation of changes that occur over that first month period. It's also important that you don't do anything new, because what can happen if you take the remedy, and let's say you begin acupuncture or you join the health club, you start doing something new, then, of course, the changes might be related to other things besides the homeopathic remedy. So I always ask patients, at least for the first month, Just let the homeopathic remedy resonate inside your body. Don't do anything new. Also there's a a question about antidoting a homeopathic remedy. As homeopathic doctors, we're always concerned that certain substances can antidote the remedy. Um, Camphor, uh, strong uh, uh, medical treatments, anesthesia, um, dental procedures, so we'll go over some of the things you have to be concerned with, and that's one of the reasons why I like the LM potencies. LM potencies, these are remedies that you take every day, are a little bit harder to antidote. But we always want to make sure that you don't do anything to adversely affect the homeopathic remedy. So, now, also, um, what else goes into determining a homeopathic remedy? Well, um... I think that that kind of sums it up, Uh, but it is important during that first month that you do make a note of changes, because we don't always get the remedy right the first time. It may be close, but the body will kind of tell us if the remedy has to be changed. So when I talk to you in a month, I want to know what effect it has, if any, and whether we need to change the homeopathic remedy. Uh, Another question I get is how long does it take for the homeopathic remedy to work? Well, sometimes we see a dramatic change uh, within a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Other times it's a very slow process. And I tell patients, you know, the problems that you have with your eye or other health issues, did, these did not occur overnight. They occurred over a long period of time. So when we're talking about reversing disease, We want to give the body time. And, of course, a lot depends on your general health and constitution. By that, I mean your vitality and how much energy you have. And, of course, the other thing we want to do is to overcome any obstacles to cure. Obstacles to cure are things that may be adversely affecting your health. Let's say you have chronic asthma and you smoke or you're around smokers. Well, that's an obstacle to cure. Uh, let's say that you, you know, do have some eye problem, you have a poor diet, you're not exercising, that could be obstacles to cure. So we want to eliminate the obstacles to cure to kind of help the homeopathic remedy have its maximum effect. Uh, another question I often get is, how, how in the world does that homeopathic remedy work? Dr. Kondra, you're giving me something that has nothing in it. How is it possibly working? Well, homeopathy works as a catalyst. Um, you know, our bodies are an energetic system, and homeopathy is an energetic medicine. So we're trying to match the vibration, if you will, the homeopathic remedy to match your vibration, kind of supports your body and gets it, get it, get, gets it moving on the direction of healing. And... Um, Those of you that are taking the Alempans, see, I ask you to take a few dropperfuls and a half a glass of water and take a little bit every day. And often I'll have patients ask me, well, why can't I take it all at once? Well, we want to gently push the body towards healing. So we want you to take a little bit every day because we're gently pushing your body towards healing. If you take too much, you could have what we call an aggravation. You could have an aggravation of your existing symptoms. And sometimes you will get that even if you take a small amount of homeopathic remedy, depending on how sensitive you are. So during the homeopathic consultation, I kind of evaluate your sensitivity and we determine which strength remedy you should take and how often you should take it. But if you do have a bad reaction to the homeopathic remedy, stop the homeopathic remedy, give the office a call, and we can reevaluate your situation. Another question I have here is, well, I was doing well with my LM remedies, and I took the LM-1, and the next dose is LM-2, but then I didn't have a good reaction to the LM-3. Well, in that situation, the body is telling you that you no longer need the LM or homeopathic remedy. So those of you that are taking a homeopathic remedy every day, uh, if you do develop a return of your symptoms or things are getting worse, that means you don't need it anymore. Um, I hope that this discussion on homeopathy did not make things too complicated for you or too confusing. You know, homeopathy is just a wonderful way of addressing health issues and addressing your eye problems and other health problems. And I use homeopathy in everyone that comes to Florida for the Conrad Eye Programme. And those of you that can come to Florida, if you might be interested in a homeopathic evaluation, um, please give the office a call, and we can talk to you about that. The office number is 800-430-9328. That's 800-430-9328. And once again, please go to my website and download my best-selling book. I have a chapter on homeopathy. You can get some more information on homeopathy and there's a list of references uh, on homeopathic products and books that might be useful to you and you go to Healing the Eye Healing the Eye Healing the T-H-E-E-Y-E and you can download the book and if you're interested in a consultation give the office a call at 800-430-9328 and the other question I get is, can I take other homeopathic remedies while I'm taking my constitution? And the answer is no. When you do take a constitutional homeopathic remedy, and that's the one remedy I'm going to give you, I don't want you to take other homeopathic remedies, and the reason for that is we're trying to evaluate your body's response, and if you're taking other things that could interfere with the homeopathic remedy. So just take the one remedy, and see how it resonates with you, and then we talk to you again, or when you talk to your homeopathic doctor, uh, he'll find out if it's a good remedy. Uh, One of the best organizations to find a good homeopathic doctor is the American Institute of Homeopathy. That's a group of medical doctors that uh, practice homeopathy. There's also another organization called the Council of Certified Homeopaths, the CCH, and these are also a listing of homeopathic doctors. So I hope that all of you um, uh, find this talk interesting on homeopathy. And I do, do hope that you consider homeopathy as part of your way to restore your lost vision. This is Dr. Edward Kondrat wishing all of you good health and clear vision. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Kondrat's newsletter, visit us at healingtheeye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.